Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One day in the pub step and verity were socializing My name is Seb Philpot. And my name is Verity Simmons. And this is Three in a Bar. Welcome along, people. Thanks for tuning in, downloading this show. We talk to a different musical guest each week. It's such a varied list of people that we've had on. It's it is. It's a great, fun thing we do. And uh, this week, we've got someone that has been brought to us by those good people in America that sort us out with legendary, brilliant people. Yeah. Tom yeah. Carlson. Amazing. And, uh, although it wasn't Kelly this time, was it? it was no, just this Tom. is purely Tom, who's like the patron saint of excellent guests, isn't he? Yeah. Tom Carlson, yeah. the man that can get you anything, anywhere, if you yeah. need it. Um, <laughs> and he got us a fantastic guest. And who is it? And who is... Oh, my God. I keep, but bit my cheek. Should I say who it is while your cheek recovers? (laughs) It is production designer, illustrator, filmmaker and musician, Abby Portner. Yes, Abby Portner. Now I've got her Wikipedia page here. Go on, read from it. Because it's always good when a guest has a Wikipedia page. Yeah. (laughs) It's very helpful. Although it does say on her page, this article has multiple issues. Please help improve it. Oh, I wonder what they are. discuss these issues on the talk page. Oh, mm. I'm going to so, have a look, have a little look through. Hop onto Wikipedia after this maybe and, and fix the page. Let's do if that. If someone, someone wants to do that. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. Um, anyway, Abby Portner is an American visual artist. Oh, you said that a bit already. Um, <laughs> she lives and works in Los Angeles, California. Uh, That's not uh, true. Uh, here's an inconsistency. Right, we've found, we found an issue already. <laughs> she, doesn't, she did live there, but, yeah. but she's actually moved to Georgia. Yes. What's the name of the place in Georgia? Savannah, Georgia. Savannah, Georgia. That sounds yeah. really cool. It looks amazing. When I was trying to work out the time differences, I looked up Savannah in Georgia and it looks flipping lovely. Yeah, it sounds great. She is the sister of David Portner, otherwise known as mm-hmm. A.V. Tear from Animal Collective. That's right. They're quite close in age, actually. I think 15 months, they said. Yeah. So they grew up listening, playing music doing all kind of artistic stuff and she has done lots of artwork for the band 
Yeah. Most notably, Sung Tongs. You might know that artwork if you've seen that album. And she's done, yeah, lots of lots of cool stuff for his solo stuff as well. She makes record covers. She does shirts, tour posters, yep. merchandise. And she does videos, music videos. Yeah, she does. She does and some really great ones. That's right. She does lighting design and videos for their live shows, uh, for yep. Animal Collective, but also for John Cale from Velvet Underground and yep. Andrew Bird and Lucius and so many great people. And mm. she made the snake fence at Coachella, which is oh, yeah. pretty cool, isn't it? That's pretty yeah. cool. She worked for a time at the Jim Henson Studios. Oh, Yeah renovating old Muppets and characters from the Dark Crystal and all kinds of things, which I love all that stuff so much. So we talked about that. And what else to be chat about? She, she sometimes goes to Iceland, works over there yeah. as a an educator. Yeah. She does uh, lots of cool stuff. It's um, It was really lovely to chat to her. It was. We hadn't so- met her before at all, had no. we? No. No, and we chatted for ages. There was so much. And it was really hard to condense it down because it was all totally fascinating. I mean, yeah. I have to say, we start off at the point of talking about um, alligators in Savannah. And I could have talked to her about that for about two hours because I'm a bit obsessed with yeah. animals what can kill. So, yeah, yeah. it was great. That's, <laughs> what, what animals do you get down in Cornwall? What are the local lobsters? Lobsters, they could probably have a good go attacking you if they watch the pack. We've talked about it, haven't we? Basking yeah, sharks. Basking sharks. We have talked about that before. It didn't end well, did it? No. <laughs> well, we talked so long. It was about two hours in the yeah, end, Yeah, it was. It? So we've got a massive Patreon episode for you to listen to. If you want to join that uh, link down below, we have, I don't know how long extra we've got. Probably about half quite, an hour. Probably about that, yeah. I'll give you some of the topics we talk about which are actually genuinely brilliant. We've talked about the art and music scene in Georgia. Yeah. We talk about her daily routine. She's got a really nice studio in her garden with all lots of windows open out onto nature, the flora and fauna of the area, which inspire her work. Yeah. Uh, we talk about Lucius. Yes. More about the Muppets, Sesame Street. There's some of that stuff in this show as well, though, don't worry. Playing the piano. Yeah. Um, routines, merch, merch. buying merch, mm, at gigs that. and that sort of stuff. Yeah. The Going British through... comedy scene as well. We, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she gave us Jim Henson and we gave her Rod Hull and Emu, didn't we? <laughs> oh, that that yeah. might even be in the main podcast. So that is in the, ignore, that's ignore. in the main podcast. <laughs> Don't worry. If you, yeah. if you came here randomly hoping for Rod Hull, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> Who doesn't Hull want that and content? Emu yeah. turns up. <laughs> at the end of this show um what else oh, that's it really so head on down to the patreon if you want extra but you've got a massive episode actually this is a long one but it's so but worth it because good. she's brilliant yeah she's a total delight and let's get straight into the show this is abby portner <laughs> I was just looking at the email that Tom sent to all of us to introduce us all. And mm-hmm. he said a nice phrase here. He said, um, she like hangs out in Iceland a bunch when she's not chasing gators in Eastern Georgia. She lives life with a sense of wonder that I find truly inspiring. Oh, I know. I saw that. Nice, I was like, it? he's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to unpick in that, mind you. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ch- chasing gators. Let's start with that, shall we? <laughs> well, so I moved to um, coastal Georgia, like eastern Georgia, Savannah, um, six months ago. 
Yeah, I've just I've sent him quite a few photos. We've been doing a lot of um, camping and exploring, and because we have time for once. And uh, yeah, I've been sending Tom a lot of photos of gators. But yeah, there's just alligators everywhere. <laughs> it's like seriously, it's crazy. Like I've heard, you know, like I, I've I'm from the East Coast, and I spent a lot of time in Florida as a kid, and but I like kind of didn't realize that it's like. It's like seeing a deer, you know, you're just kind of like, oh yeah, there's, you're hiking and you're like, there's a gator. You're like, we kayak and we're like, there's, there's a gator. Like they're just everywhere. (laughs) It's kind of insane. Do you have to fend them off? (laughs) Well, normally they're, they're pretty, so I have a dog. So that's, this is why I'm also like pretty weird. I have a giant Weimariner and, um, cool people, (laughs) people, he's amazing. And you know, he hikes with me and stuff. And people are always like, just be careful when you're hiking. Like there's so many trails here you can't go on with dogs. And I was like, why can't you go on with dogs? And it's like, cause you just, they'll go like, they'll approach you more if you have a dog and probably more if I had a little dog, I don't like take him on any trails that like you would be like anywhere near them. So they kind of stay away from you. Like I've definitely seen them like jump off in the water when you get too close and but we did this hike like maybe a week or two ago. We like found this trail and we were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to like. And I had heard it was like snaky and like gatory. And we we're like, oh, there was no one on the trail. We got to the trail. And there was like a half eaten raccoon. And we were kind oh. of like, mm, I don't know about this. We got like 10 minutes in and we just heard the left. They make I don't know if you've ever heard them, but they make the craziest growl. It sounds just like it sounds insane. It sounds like a weird mix of a pig and like a cat or something and they just go like <laughs> and, nor- and like, normally we see like fairly sp- we've seen some big ones and normally we see like fairly small ones and we just we were like that is a giant gator like no oh we just turned we just like flipped around we're like cool 10 minute hike we were just like no we're not testing it <laughs> yeah yeah God. yeah for some for people living in london here right yeah. now that is just yeah, the most exciting thing ever i love well, it even- yeah, I mean, even like with me moving from LA, because it's like you for it's like they're crazy prehistoric creatures, you know, like they just yeah. and the fact that we live in a city where like you can go to the park and just see one like 10 minutes from our house. You're just like, this is so insane. <laughs> Completely. So before that, were you in Los Angeles? I was. Yeah, I was in uh, I was in New York for like 10 years, 11 years. And then I was I've been in LA for 12. I was in LA for tw- almost 12 which was wow. crazy. And so in terms of working, because you, so you've spent a, a lot of time in the, the, the last decade, haven't you, on tour with um, yeah. Animal Collective. And will that mm. be affected now with being over in Georgia or is it a quite because you're all over the place anyway, does it? Yeah, I mean, I hadn't really actually been home um, in years, to be honest. Like I, <laughs> the past yeah. like two years, um, two and a half years, I guess, like up to quarantine I was like doing Animal Collective John Cale and Andrew Bird um and pretty much just like never I was home for like three or four days at a time and then would be like back out so I had kind of like it was kind of good and then like I had separated myself a little bit to like that I had been like thinking about moving anyway so I'd felt like this kind of like oh I can be anywhere like I don't really need to be someplace so yeah I don't think it'll change I mean I've been doing some designing and I have an animal collective tour in September and yeah, it doesn't oh, that's seem great. like it's, mm-hmm. that's something that's happening in September. Is that around yeah. the States? Yeah. Yeah. It starts, it's like East coast and uh, pitchfork. So yeah. Oh, it'll, amazing. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Which, um, I, I mean, I was reading through your, I was looking through your resume and your work and usually I like to make like one 
spider diagram <laughs> yeah five, we've, i've got like four of them for you because uh-huh. i just i don't really know how you could possibly piece together so many things i was like that was in 2020 as well and john cale and then hang on a minute and i mean 2019 and and mm. the other so it was it just back to back yeah it was insane i mean it was definitely like quarantine was like this much needed like i slept for months kind of because i yeah yeah, 2019 was insane. Like, it was probably... 2018, 2019 was, like, the craziest thing for me ever. Like, I I just didn't... I never slept. I never was home. Like, I, like it was, like, this insane flying from, like... I would do... Like, I did a sound check for Andrew Bird in New York and then flew after a sound check to Paris to, like, meet up with John. Like, I was just doing the most oh insane schedule and then, like, doing shows and then flying back and, like, joining a tour, like, midday, like... It was like that for like so long. And I was just kind of like, I, you know, the energy and you get into it. And I never felt like I was tired. And even though I knew I was like fried and like kind of like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. And then, yeah, as soon as like I was in Brazil with John, like in so late, like end of April during it had already been like lockdown in LA. It was crazy just to come home and be like, okay, now I'm just home. And now I'm like can sleep and stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and breathe. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. It was so nice. I mean, I'm definitely starting to be like, okay, like I'm ready to like do work and see people and see my tour families and do stuff again. But it was so nice to, I mean, move and figure out your life and stuff that you just were like, okay, like I can just do, keep doing this and doing this. And then you're like, oh, it's nice to like actually like do drawings and work in my house and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, it's been it's been so nice. <laughs> so have you got a good space in your your new place to draw? Yeah, I have like um which I wanted to do it in there, but it's like um so many windows. But I have a really beautiful studio here that's like in the back of my house. It's like all windows and the door opens to my garden and I just keep the door open all day long and I can like yeah, it's so nice. It was like yeah, I love it so much. And I like can just I do a lot, I'm doing a lot of screen printing and stuff right now, so I can just like set up outside and inside and like you it's like it's really sweet yeah I've seen you've got lots of kind of um animal prints I saw large animal prints at the moment and things like that do you feel like you're you've been kind of influenced by your new surroundings and have you taken colors and picked um, images from that would you say yeah definitely I definitely feel like my first go-to thing right now and I like I try to draw every day and I'll be like okay like birds or you know like see like beach or like yeah there's so much like flora and like the the trees and things are so crazy here that I'm always like drawing flowers and animals and like it's like I definitely like feel like I could just do like a whole thing a series of savannah like yeah thing yeah it's like such it's such a different environment than yeah LA or any has it changed your color palette would you say what you're looking at now yeah I mean I think I I'm very a bright bright person yeah. anyway like I definitely um don't use a lot of mellow colors very often but but definitely <laughs> like <laughs> um yeah definitely like this one pink is everywhere here and it's like the azaleas are crazy they just sort of stopped stopped blooming but the azaleas here like or in, they take over. There's like azaleas everywhere. And it's like this really bright, bright pink, like kind of, and like, 
I feel like that color is constantly in what I make now because I just see it. I've just been seeing it everywhere for like months and oh, it's gorgeous. cool. And the yeah. greens, like living in the desert for 12 years and there's nothing green. You know, you like get really excited when like it rains in LA and like things are kind of green for a minute and you're like, oh my God, it's so green here. It's so crazy. So it's like, yeah, I've definitely been like appreciating like my grass and stuff because we like don't yeah, yeah. don't have it in LA <laughs> because you're like large scale <laughs> installations aren't they they yeah, are big yeah big very big <laughs> and I guess that's like must be incredibly important especially on tours because of the sort of nature of like having to make it bold in these big venues how do you go about sort of visualizing that and getting it out there it depends on who I'm working working for and like with Animal Collective we're I know kind of in the process of it's usually for a specific record. So I like know like what's going on with the record and what the imagery for the record is and where they recorded it. And I'm kind of like, you know, I'm usually like a little more tuned in with them of like what, you know, they're thinking and stuff. So then usually it just comes from like conversations of like, like with painting with, it was like, okay, it's all has to be, all the video content was made by hand. It was all stop motion. So it was like, they wanted everything to have like a painterly feel. So like everything we did was like, took from like different time periods of like art and like everything was by hand. And we kind of like, just like went back and forth and we're like, we're going to make these massive heads. And then there was like, the video content's all going to be made by hand. So they look like they're like big paintings and it kind of just like goes with them. It's more kind of like a fluid conversation of like, this is this, you know, like, this is our thoughts. Like, what are your thoughts? Like do drawings back and forth. And it's, it's definitely like the kind of the most fluid for me just because it's the longest and family yeah. and, um, yeah. but yeah, but it's always the most insane. Like that always, it's like, I can go way crazier with them. So I always want to go, I'm always like, okay, we got to do this huge thing. And it's like, okay, let's step yeah. it back. <laughs> <laughs> the video for in, in the flowers, is that the name of the song? The yeah. First track on, on the album. Um, that is so good. You've got so many different types of media. Uh, that must have taken ages, right? You, yeah. You've got all kinds of drawings and, and is it cine camera, that kind of stuff? Or yeah, yeah. It sort of looks like that, yeah. It took, yeah, it took definitely like, it was like a long, and I definitely was like, you know, it was 13 years ago or so. It was like a long time ago. Yeah. So I definitely like didn't have the skills I have now in a way, you know, like oh, I definitely right. like, you know, I definitely like kind of, figured it out like as I went along of like how to do like stop motion and you know like how to like I got these dancers and they, they were amazing and oh, yeah, yeah. um yeah. to have them like dance in these like other like small like world sets and yeah it was so it was definitely was a long long process that video so you found ways over the years to streamline the process or yeah would you put le- less uh, sort or, of or I've sort of just less into it or no, I mean, I feel like I'm very hands-on and everything I make is hands-on. So whether I have the like better yeah. camera or whatever, it's still, it's still, I make it like very collage with like different forms of media and paper and making, I feel like I have to make everything <laughs> always. And it's like, it's so time consuming. I just like, yeah, I'm like always building things for a thing to shoot or like, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like yeah. always like five extra steps, which I feel like I love, like, kind of drives people crazy probably sometimes, but I'm like, I have to do it. Like, Do you feel like uh, you push yeah. them to go bigger with things or is it both uh, from both sides? Are they, are they yeah. the ones saying to you, okay, back off, or are you saying to them, no, give me a space? 
Yeah, no, I think it goes, but I mean, we definitely like, you know, we've, we've been talking about visual stuff right now and I will constantly throw out things and I'll be like, for this, I want to do this video, like this song, I want to do this video. And it'll be like, and they'll be like, hmm, that's actually a good idea. That's crazy. Okay. Maybe like, it'll be like, it kind of like has to go. Yeah. It, it's definitely cool. Like it's a good, it's a bet. It's I mean, it's my, my favorite, obviously, but you know, it's just like fun to kind of like, not that everyone is amazing I work for, but it's more <laughs> of like a, a kind of like back and forth. Like, well, you were talking about tour families, weren't you? But this is like your actual family as well. Cause your brothers is yeah. in the band, it's, isn't it? It's yeah. yeah it's my actual um, family. Yeah. How's that working with your brother? Have you got a good working relationship? I'm just trying to visualize it for myself. And uh, I think me and my brother would find maybe tricky. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, um, we're a year, we're like super close in age. We're like yeah. 15 months apart or something like that. So we've been super close our entire lives. You know, I did tour posters for them when they were in high school. So it was oh, like, brilliant. it was kind of a thing of like, just a, it's been a natural progression where like, they've grown and I've grown to like be able to do lighting and that kind of thing. But it's definitely like we're, yeah, we, we have a great relationship, like working relationship and we definitely will like be like, kind of like, ah, this is so crazy, but it's always like, it's always positive and we know each other so well, you know, it's like so easy to like be in each other's heads almost to be like, I know when he puts out something or when he's doing something, the way it's going to, like I can kind of, I kind of know how I w- he wants things to look. Um, so like, especially like his solo stuff, like I know, like kind of visually, like right away, like, oh, this is going to be like this. Cause it's like, I can tell what he's thinking about and that kind of thing. And I think it goes both ways. Like he knows the way things I make, exactly how they're going to look. Like there's no surprise sort of, you know? So it's kind of like, it's, it's, yeah, it's awesome. And it, we live really close together now. Like he lives oh, in Nashville. Um, so we've like been able to hang out over the past like six months now that I live on this coast again. So it's been, it's been awesome. Cause I like, we've been in across country from each other. So it's cool to be like, be able to see each other. We try to hang out once a month right now for a weekend and it'll help like coming up to like making things again. Cause we're kind of like closer and it's definitely, I mean, it's funny, like, you know, it's fun family trip, you know, it's, it can go, yeah. it can carry over very easily to like a family vacation where we're like talking about work or tour, you know? So it's yeah. like, yeah. it dri- I think yeah. it drives my other siblings crazy sometimes. Cause it's like, oh. <laughs> Did you have lots of art and music around you as kids? Yeah. My dad like plays the piano. He still plays right. the piano. My mom is like, just, she was like a quilter and creative and, yeah, we're, our whole like extended family in general is like our grandmother, everyone was just like really into like making things and being outside and just kind of always like, yeah, just kind of being like free to like do whatever you want in a weird way. Not like, yeah. you know, obviously not in like an extreme way, but yeah, we were just like, I constantly like made things and made things for like, you know, I would make all these like weird shops in our house. And then like, we'd play, like, we'd like, it'd be a store, but I would like set up all these crazy installations, like take over the house and be like, okay, this is the bank. Like, this is the, (laughs) I did like a lot of like building and stuff when I was younger. So it's like kind of, yeah, it was like, we had the freedom to just like do, do whatever. Like we had a lot of like woods and land around our house and we would constantly like make things. 
because you you do so many different things, don't you? When you're when you're away touring with them, it's like I, I was reading that you're even you do carpentry as well, so you're actually very hands on, I guess. Yeah. And when, so when you're on tour, I mean, you must be like completely intrinsic to the to the setup. You, do you kind of feel like part of the band essentially? Yeah, I mean, I feel like with Animal Collective, it's like I feel like part of well, definitely like part of their family of like what they kind of like. I've always used what I what I make so it's always there so people yeah. just it kind of is like just has to be there you know in a weird way too <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah um, they do they seem like they're so linked so interlinked like they're watching the videos uh, and at the live shows I was watching clips of as well that the the visuals and the music are just so linked aren't they that- yeah and I've just yeah I mean I do think it's just as I know them so well that it's like you know I can like run the shows like because I know the music so well, no matter like what song it is or like anything, because it's just been, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. family. And they're all of them are just like brothers to me. Like they're, yeah. I've known them all for since I was 13 or something. So it's like, yeah, yeah, we're just all like super close. And during the shows, are you are you running the lighting? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I your, do. Your, that's what you're doing during the actual show. And yeah, setting I do. up the stage before that as well. Yeah, I do all the oh. setup, like, um, and then I run the lighting and video, like, with Animal Collective. Oh, yeah. The, so I do all the projection mapping, and it's a long, like, process during the day to, like, like yeah, focus all the lights and then projection map everything, and then I run it. Um, oh, yeah. That's so, a lot yeah. of stuff then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, uh, so when, when, you're, um, when you're planning, like, stage design in particular – uh, do you kind of have an idea of the venues that they're going to be going into? Because I'm wondering, like, how do you sort of, especially with these huge uh, installations you're doing, mm. when you go into certain venues, is that then tricky to set up in new places? Well, we usually, yeah, normally I know, um, like, I get a list of the routing and, the, and uh, yeah, like where we're playing. And then we kind of build a set. A lot of times it's modular, so it'll fit in different size venues so like you know it'll be like you can stack this to make it higher or you can like with the inflatable stuff we did those the mouth like the horns were made in different sizes so we could in a smaller venue we could use the tiny ones but not the big ones or then we Uh, could use all of them and then the teeth actually would extend so we had like different pieces that would velcro together to like we did the hollywood bowl so we were like okay we need it to look like you know, it would fit on the stage of the bowl, which is huge. So we would, we made like, you know, but then it was like, we did like 930 club or, you know, it was like, had to be. So they would, they would Velcro together and get smaller in. So like the mouth would just grow. So it would like fit all different sizes. So normally I try to like do it. So it's like, this is like this size venue. This is how we could use it in this size venue. And like backdrops usually like are, can fold in and not like mess up the design or, you know, that kind of thing. So it'll, it'll like, it'll extend or be super tiny if it has to be. Is there any, is there anywhere in particular you think you see it come up on the list and think, Oh God, not there. (laughs) Um, You don't say that, do you now? Just Yeah. (laughs) You normally can make it work. Like, I feel like there's definitely venues where you're just like, this is going to be so hard to do, but we you know and it's like even if it's the craziest um setup ever we like make it work like yeah um what's the what's the leeds Burn burnell social club is that leeds in leeds burn oh, burn no. burn i don't know that i don't know i know uh, this is terrible i just know leeds town hall is where i played so yeah I yeah it's, <laughs> it's like um, a very small 
um, people sometimes like the last I did Andrew there is like our warm up yeah. show before the Barbican, uh, and it's yeah. so it's so the stage is tiny, and we just like set hung stuff like all over the vent you know you just kind of like yeah. have to make it work so you're like okay we're gonna hang this over here and then hang this over here so you're just like you make it work even if there's like no space and so when you're planning what the visuals are going to look like are you immersing yourself in the music mm-hmm. do you listen to it all the time or do you listen to it a bit and then allow yourself a bit of time to listen to something else or, or nothing i think or it's usually both i mean with the like video and lighting i i listen to it all the time um, and I think too, like with the design, I, I listen to it a ton. And if it's, pe- if it's a band I've never worked for, especially more, like I have to like figure out the music and I look at tons of photos of them and, you know, like different record packages, you know, I just kind of like take every like art direction they've ever had and like look at it to kind of try to see like where they would go. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. I listen to the, I definitely listen to the music a lot (laughs) and then yeah I just feel like too I yeah and then obviously with the programming and stuff I do but yeah I feel like I have to like be in be in like their world to kind of like see what they would do especially with someone that I don't know very well that I have to kind of like figure out before I like show them designs or anything yeah, I was going to say, so with, especially with um, bands that you don't know so well, is it, uh, so they come and approach you and then I guess you listen, you get immersed in it and come back with ideas and then there, is there a lot of toing and froing and are you given much freedom, would you say, or is it kind of variable? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it, like, it de- like usually people have, like, pretty, pretty strong art direction these days because they, mm. they kind of know they want to do something and it's either, like, you know, the same as their record art or it's usually at least like colors or like symbolism or something like, Oh, we wanted to like, you know, look like this or have this feel. And then it's kind of, I try to kind of like expand it a little bit. Cause a lot of times it's very like basic. Like we want to kind of like do or not basic, but just like very like one thing. And then you kind of can't have the same look an entire show in a weird way. You kind of have to have it be like flexible. So I try to kind of like come up with ideas that it could like expand it or make it a little more flexible and then like show it to them and be like, okay, this is the same concept, but it could be like this or this or this. And then normally like the band knows right away, like, Oh, we want this kind of look. And sometimes it's like, but it could be like a little bit different color or different size or whatever. So it kind of like goes back and forth before. More teeth. More. Yeah. More (laughs) teeth. (laughs) Yeah. That was like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was like a funny I was like doing the record art for Centipede Hertz and I think I randomly did a mouth. I can't remember if a mouth was like part of the actual art direction or whether I had like put it on there (laughs) and it just became this thing more than it all. Everything had a mouth on it. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) So that that was how our our set came. But yeah, I mean, with Andrew, he like, yeah, with Andrew Bird, he just was like, I want to, he had made that with his last record in a studio live, the entire thing. And he, he wanted to feel like he was in a room. Yeah. Um, and he, yeah. at first he was like, I really want to be in a, feel like it was in a recording studio, um, like a pegboard kind of recording studio. And yeah. uh, we kind of went through so many options of how to do that, but it's crazy to just ship around a bunch of pegboard and like, yeah pack it up and hang it and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, this is probably not going to like be that. So we just kind of like worked with 
yeah, making him like a room or space that he could like yeah. play in that felt like a house almost. And so like we, I came up with the idea of him like entering through a door. So he like entered through a door every night um, yeah. and that kind of thing. So he like felt like he was in like a, I mean, it was very like theatrical, but like felt like yes. he was in like a, 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 a room or like a world. You've worked with the Jim Henson studios. I did. Yeah. The, um, yeah. What, what was that? So I did, I did it in like two different forms, kind of. I, I worked in production with them. Um, I can't remember what year. When I, when I moved to LA, like in probably 2015 or something. I can't remember totally, actually. But about like eight or so years ago, I did, I worked in production. So I built, I made puppets for them. So I would oh, like, wow. I worked in the creature shop um, in LA in the Burbank one. And I would. Yeah, we would make pup make the puppets, <laughs> um, and it was awesome. Was that for what, Sesame Street? Or the puppets, um, or? So Sesame Street is um, actually made in New York, and the Jim oh, right, yeah. Henson in New York. Um, so this was ma- like mainly like repairing older, like very crazy vintage vintage puppets from Henson or. TV, they do a lot of stuff. They build like the Coke bears. You see like the giant white, I think it's Coke, right? The like walk around. They build those. They do so much stuff that you don't, any, basically any creature you see anywhere is pretty much Henson. So Mm -hmm. we would just build like all those kind of things and things for TV, things for ads, like thing. Yeah. Like kind of, yeah, it was a lot of just random sort of jobs, but it was also just amazing. And I got to like wear the Coke bear around and, you know, like, <laughs> you can like figure out like the can, there's like a camera, you're like halfway in the body and there's a camera and a screen you follow to walk around and the bear's like oh. way oh above you. It was like, it was an amazing experience. Like, it, Where did it they definitely- set you out? Where, where did they send you free uh, in the bear costume? <laughs> Oh, wait, no, I just walked around the studio. You're in a safe environment. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They just kind of, like, show you how things are made, too. And I was like, I just want to, like, see, like, the, like, where, uh, yeah, like, the Wild Things costumes were there. And it's the same thing. Like, the the face, the the character basically just comes up to the waist. I mean, the actor comes up to the waist and then everything's above him. So, yeah, Yeah. just to, like, try to figure out how things are made there. But it was, like... So such an amazing job, and yeah, I, I've been to the New York one too, and it's everyone's pretty much besides me. Everyone has worked there since Jim Henson. So I'll, it's these amazing crafts like people that just know their craft and can do animatronics and can do like sewing on any. It's, it was so cool to just hang out with them and talk to them and like just figure. Like I've always been a Henson like super fan so I was like such a cool like thing to see like all the old little like worlds and people and it was amazing and 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 then yeah I did that a video for um for my brother like A.V. Tara Slasher Flicks and Little is Little Fang so I got to I built a Henson puppet and they actually I didn't actually build that I I did the art direction for it so I got to like I have a Henson puppet in my house. Which oh, is that's amazing. so wow. cool! Um, but yeah, what's I got it to like? like what's yeah? What kind of creature was it? So her name's Little Fang, yeah. <laughs> um, and she's yeah. Like if you look up the video too, you can see. But it's a she's a cat. She kind of was based off of um, the song is about like being bu- being bullied, but then also like my brother's cat. Um, <laughs> so she was. 
a 13, like when you do Henson stuff, you have to like sit down in this table with all these people that create the puppets and they're like, okay, how old is she? And you're like, she's 13. And you're like, okay, what's she like? And you're like, well, she's gets bullied, but she's really tough, but she's like very sweet. And then they make all the faces to like fit the personality of the puppet. So it's really, yeah, it's so like, it's so awesome. Cause they're like, they, then they show you photos and, and I made drawings of her and I was like, okay, here are the drawings of her. And they're like, okay. And they're like, they made her and she was wearing like a little clown costume almost. And they like, how's her eyes? I'm like, mm, she looks a little mean. And then they like replace them with different eyes. It's like, it's such a crazy experience. You're like, ah, this is so amazing. <laughs> and like, that's how they like make them look so real. And then we shot the, um, the video like with a, with a Henson puppeteer. So like a Sesame Street, he did like, you know, he, he had done everything. He had done, like, every character. So just seeing, like, an actual puppeteer, like, work this puppet yeah. and make it come to life is, like, why they're Henson. Like, they just look so real. And he could do any voice. He could do any Henson voice because <laughs> the, the yeah. puppeteers, like, have to do the voices. So we were like, oh, my God, you can do, like, whatever, you know, like, everyone. But he, it was, like, really cool to just see him, like, turn the – because if a guy do it, it just looks like a doll. You know, it's kind of, like – <laughs> but then he would like put it on and he, they just like come to life. So it was a really amazing experience too, doing that side of it. Like the yeah. building something. I'd be like, everything you build has to be like above. So the puppeteer can like not lay on the ground the whole time. And it was really crazy experience. <laughs> did, did you see any, any characters that yeah, you would have seen in, in films or anything, anything you recognize? Yeah. Oh, that's uh Yoda. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all everything's there. Um, it's all there. Yeah, it's all there. Um, oh my this, god! The uh, Henson Studios was was uh, Charlie Chaplin Studios before Henson. Um, so it's this. They have you know it's they have Charlie Chaplin stuff there too, but it's a huge. It's like a big wow. space with like two um, two sound stages, and there's a music studio, and then there's the. Oh, wow. Um, the creature shop and there's offices and there's like tons of different things. And all around the space is like the dinosaur from, you know, like you just walk around and you're like, Oh, "Oh, like that's like the chairs from dark crystal. Like that's, they have their whole space is like made to be like a Henson studio, like space you would like create in. So yeah, you would just walk. And like the main office has just like, you know, uh, glass cases with like, you know, the first Kermit and, whatever yeah. you know like it's <laughs> it's really cool <laughs> did you did you have to fix up any of them like did, did, did you get set you were saying that i know some of them needed fixing up and things did you have any of the the big guns <laughs> uh, i i did a lot of like um archiving so i did a lot of like finding they have so much stuff it's like insane so there's just shelves and shelves of boxes of puppets and props and things so i would like do a lot of kind of like cleaning and archiving and make sure they're labeled and putting them all together and like that kind of thing. And it's, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it was kind of like everything from like old Sesame street to dark crystal to yeah. Every Emmett honor, like any kind of like old Henson thing. What about the um, dinosaurs that show? I, I love that show. And that, yeah. that was, that, they must be really complex outfits because yeah. it was like you'd have an, an actor would wear it, but then you'd also have someone else who did the voice Mm-hmm. and someone else to control all the, the eyes and the, the mouth and everything. Yes. So it's like three people per character. Yeah, some some of them, like, um, um, 
I was facing on his name, the big giant dog. <laughs> um, Snuffleupagus? Snuffleupagus? Snuffleupagus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was two people inside. So wow, <laughs> some of them are made to fit like more than two yeah, people. Yeah. So like he, um, yeah, that one, like, which I've seen that one, it's huge. It hangs, has to hang from the ceiling because it's massive. <laughs> um, and they, you've got they to hope that like, those two people get on who are inside Mr. Stuff. I know. Just like, yeah. stuck gonna in be there. Carnage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like walking, cause like they each have like two legs. So it'd be like, yeah. I can't imagine. I would just be like, oh, yeah. You are actually a musician as well in your own right. You're a I drummer, am. aren't you? That's, and, and you yeah. were doing so. So were you drumming and singing? So you'd have a solo project, don't you, as well? Is it drawlings? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So I started in Rings, which is, I was yeah. on Paw Tracks, which is um, Animal Collective's label. Um, and I, was the drummer and I like sang and we did a bunch of tours and then like kind of all went our own ways and then I did drawings. Are you still are you still writing and recording music? I haven't recently. I've been like trying to like I feel like tour production tour side of tour took over and it was like too hard yeah. for my brain, you know, to be like, okay, I need to like sit down and make some music. But I would like to again and I actually wrote a ton of songs that I toured for a while and in yeah. Europe and a bunch of places and then I, I've never recorded them and I have like eight track recordings of them and stuff and I'm like I gotta like get back in there and like finish yeah. them and just you know like put them out because yeah I loved I love doing it I love I actually really like performing and like playing and like yeah yeah I, I want to do it again at some point I just haven't production just took over <laughs> absolutely do you see it all linking in or is this something that's quite separate for you yeah I mean I did um the only kind of time I I did production was I did ATP I had um Kristen who was married to my brother at the time who's in Moom um she was there doing solo stuff and she I paint she I painted her face and she was like basically this like kind of zombie kind of dancer clown and she wore this leotard and she just kind of did this weird dancing on stage and I did these projections that like matched it and like tons of haze and kind of and I was like wow yeah. this is cool I can like do it for myself you know like yeah. I can um and that was the only time when like I had like you know the the time and the you know the space to just like do something crazy but it was really cool to be like oh, I can build like my own my own like world of things behind me um, yeah, around me cool. or whatever so I think if, in some ways I would like to kind of take that route if I do it again just either for video or t for performance more like for an installation kind of thing would be kind of like how I see it if I did it again yeah sure <laughs> that's great and were you did you say you were supporting um Animal Collective for a while when you guys was that with the band with that with with, with rings we, yeah we did yeah. rings and then I've done some I did some solo like one-offs with with Animal Collective like in New York like I opened for them and a couple other times but then yeah rings did it as well that's great was super fun yeah <laughs> and I've done actually I did a tour a solo tour with my brother um where he played solo I played solo I opened for him um on the west coast and it was like the easiest tour ever <laughs> and all this yeah. sound like we just it was just us we didn't take any crew or anything and 
every sound guy was like, this is so simple. Cause it's like, I could set up while he was setting up, you know, there was no like, yeah. get off my stage or whatever. I'd be like me setting up while he was setting up and then he would sound check and I would sound, you know, it was where I just like, fun. Okay. <laughs> let's go get dinner. Like it was like so easy. Oh, super chilled. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like super fun. And yeah, we would kind of like set up the same like visual look for both of us. We'd just like set it up and leave it. And it was really fun. Abby, I saw as well that you designed and uh, the was it called the Snake Fence? Is that right at Coachella Festival? Uh huh. Yeah, that's amazing. How did that come about? Um, I did. So I did like t- three years of FYF Festival, um, yeah. and they're run by Golden Voice. So I did all the art direction at FYF for the entire site um, for I think I think three years in a row. So I did wow. all the like fencing and. Um, all hand painted <laughs> yeah. around like the whole have whole festival site. And we would, we did like, in some, we made some inflatables and we just did like a whole kind of like one unified like art direction for the whole festival. So then, cause it was golden voice, they were like, you should make something for Coachella. So I did like, yeah, the snake fence, which went around one of the venues, um, one of the stages. Um, and yeah, it was yeah, really it was awesome. beautiful. It sort of just goes so perfectly with the land there. It's just the colors mm-hmm. and everything is great. Yeah, and it was so crazy to be there, like, with no people. I think that was, like, the yeah. best. Because I was there for, like, mm. at least 10 days or something beforehand. And, I mean, it was yeah. crazy and hot and insane to build something there. But it was, like, you everyone had, you know, golf carts and stuff, all the artists. And you could just go around at night. I mean, we, I camped there. Like, I slept in a tent on the campground, which is, like, what <laughs> everyone does. Which I was, like, really? That's what everyone does? But it's <laughs> what everyone does. Um, and it, but it was like cool because at night you could just like me and my crew would just like drive around the hotel and there's no one you know and you're just like wow and it's like actually very beautiful and then it becomes this like totally different thing yeah um but yeah it was it was definitely like very fun and a weird experience for sure but super fun oh that sounds yeah. amazing what what happens to it after the festival it just got smashed <laughs> yeah well i know actually no no no. that's not true i took the some of the bamboo for it i had around my backyard for a while and then it faded and stuff but i did i did the face had to be smashed but i took a lot of the bamboo actually and used it in my yard so it did look which i just actually it had faded so long ago before i moved i forgot it was that but it did have a crazy pattern around my patio for a while Ah, oh, brilliant. Nice. What's your feeling on festivals? Do you share Tom Carlson's um, quite extreme views, I'd say, on festivals? He's not keen, is he? He's not a big fan. Do you, I mean, how about for you? I feel like there's some I like. I mean, being in a festival when you're on production side is obviously hell. You know, it's mm. like I always have to do overnight load-ins. And Tom as well. <laughs> so yeah. probably. So it's like, that's, you have to go at like one in the morning and like program your show and set everything up. And for me with video mapping, it's like, I'm video mapping like, you know, at three in the morning and then I have to get up and do a sound check to eight in the morning. Oh. Cause Animal Collective does like day of sound checks. So it's always like seven or eight in the morning. So yeah. it's like definitely that part of like, summer touring on a record cycle when you're like festival 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 i'm just like no more festivals like <laughs> i don't want to be on a ferry to a festival like anymore <laughs> but 
Um, I do like, I don't know. I like end of the road. I think that's a sweet festival. I think like there are some really fun festivals that like, if you get the right people together and the right bands and it's, it is, it's fun. It's fun for crew band. You know, you see people that you would, the tour that you don't see, you know, it's like, I like the kind of like catering community of like being like, Hey, I haven't seen you in six months or whatever. Like I do like that aspect of it, but definitely the like, overnight yeah. load-in thing and on when it's like not really like not really one-offs but like a record cycle when you're just like doing it every all summer oh. and I'm just like I, yeah. I've definitely I've, I don't need to do them anymore really. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then yeah I mean when you do the actual show and it's like most you know like Primavera there's so many festivals where like the crowds are so great and you do the actual show and you're like, this is so fun. Like yes. the crowds can be bigger than any, you know, like they're, it's way crazier than a venue. Yeah. And I bet they so. go like, that must be just such an amazing thing, especially with when you're lighting and you've got the films on like the response that you must get to them. Yeah. And, like, and then like, there's a lot of psychedelic action going on, isn't there? <laughs> In your yeah. Yeah. And people <laughs> just go absolutely crazy. For yeah. It. People go crazy. Like Primavera, like the last time we did it with Animal Collective is like, they always do like two in the morning. It's always like the most extreme time too. And, um, but it's people are just want to have fun and it's crazy yeah. and the crowds are crazy. And you're just like, this is so fun. You know, yeah. like that part, I, I do like that part of it. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like, I like the, like with making stuff like that, the aspect of this, like doing visuals for like so many people that are like just having such a good time and like, ha- you know, like it's, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just, I was just in a, a mind, uh, dream there thinking about festivals I know. Uh, as a punter or like yeah. having or if you've done your set and then you can walk around the, the festivals and have, have fun it's it's amazing mm. isn't it? and, and looking out across a, a sea of of people yeah at, you know, all looking towards the same stage and and almost that almost they become like the canvas for all the lighting and and, and all that like do, do you sort of build that into your design like that the actual crowd is you can paint the crowd in different colors. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, yeah, especially yeah. at festivals because it's like there's so much, like, or any outdoor kind of venue thing. There's so many. So you have to definitely, like, focus the lights out sometimes or, like, projections mm. out because you're, like, there's, it's a field of people, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what about the um, blooming uh, flags you get at Glastonbury? <laughs> The, the which they, ones? The, you know the flags you get at Glastonbury. Do you see yeah. that? I, mean, I don't know if you get them at other festivals, but they must be uh, pretty annoying. For I mean, you can't see the stage with them. Ruins everything. Anyway, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that must be annoying if you're trying to set, yeah, put some quite. projections on. There's them always that the guy. Men I mean, with then flag. Yeah. Uh, or <laughs> whatever. And there's yeah. always like I feel like no matter what you do at a festival or like a big venue, if your projector is anywhere or like anyone can see that they can stick something in front of it they will like oh, it's yeah. like yes. you are, you are that guy or like the tallest man on earth will like stand in front of the project you know you're like no this is high enough like this is definitely yeah, yeah. high enough and then you're like oh cool like you're eight feet tall and you're standing in front of the projector <laughs> it's like always happens you're like oh my god no like how are you here and you're huge <laughs> i feel like it always happens yeah Oh, about those um, red laser people. That, oh, yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. just want to kill those guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm always like, why do you have to be that guy? 
Yeah, you know right. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I looked at your um your online store earlier, and oh, I, well, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I'm going to be placing an order. <laughs> so oh, in particular, thank you. I loved your the range. The um, hang on, let me get the wording exactly right. It's the music. Uh, hang on, music music fixes everything. The skeletons. Yeah. Oh, I love those things. I love the jumpers you. you did. That's so great. What was the inspiration behind that range of things? I mean, I think it's just been like kind of like something fun for me to do. Um, that's like very not tour and not, you know, like it's something I can like make and like, you know, yeah, I'd give to people, you know, like people buy from me that are just like my own kind of thing that it doesn't have to do with like anything else. And I think, yeah, like when I, I've been like trying to think of some like new ones to do and. I just kind of like try to think of like what I like to wear, like imagery that I find like, you know, interesting that maybe wouldn't be on a shirt or anything and just kind of like try to mess with colors and patterns and that kind of thing. And yeah, it's just, it's super fun. It's like fun to screen print. And one, I just had the time this year too. So I've just been getting more into like trying to mess around with screen printing and making things with fabric and stuff. Because they, they sort yeah. of uh, went into skeleton um, snowmen as well, didn't they? Around this yeah, during the, win- <laughs> during the winter. <laughs> so good. I like that. You can have one for every season. It's great. Yeah, it's also <laughs> been like a like um, quarantine, like, you know, extra Christmas money. You know, like I've been trying to be like, okay, it's quarantine. Like, um, how can I make a little extra money <laughs> too? Because it's like, you know. Yeah, it's um, yeah, great. But yeah, this the skeletons and snowmen and yeah I mean it's been like a funny thing to like see how it you know it's like obviously a lot of animal collective fans buy them and stuff like that but it's like funny to see like is it more girls is it dude you know like it's like a funny way to like see like who I don't know it's cool it's been fun what do you find what what are the main demographics that you're finding you're buying it I mean I think at first like when I like was just doing the skeleton one and like just a few on like coming into like COVID and stuff, it was like mainly dudes. Yeah. Um, and now I think recently it's been a lot more women. Um, but yeah, for a while I was like, really? Like, come on. Like, do I have to make, like, I didn't really like understand. Cause I was like, you know, like I can see the orders or whatever. And I was like, I mean, I guess this yeah. is just the thing, but now it's kind of, it's kind of everyone now, which is good. I actually went to like a very strict girl school growing up and uh, I changed schools. But when I was like, like probably up until, do you guys have great, like sixth, fifth grade? Do you have grades? Is that the same here? Yeah. Yeah, It's a different one though. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I think what, what age is fifth grade? I was trying to think maybe 10. I don't know. Probably around 10 or 11. I think around 10 or 11. Like, yeah. But I went there, I went to one school like before, Then I went to a different school that I loved, but um, they were like very intense and I um, was not very good at like, I I went to a Montessori school for the, for like my early, early years and did not learn how to spell. (laughs) Still, still cannot like, you know, can, you know, write amazing stories and half of you're like, that's not how you'd spell. But so I like went to like from that because they don't teach you how to spell. They teach you like just to express yourself basically. Yeah. Montessori yes. is amazing. But then you go to like a very strict girl school and they're like, you can't do languages. You can't spell. And I was just like, mm. so they were like, you can pick 
you, which is now I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Is that there you can, I had Latin and I had um, French and I, they're like, take a year off of it and make your own classes. Wow. (laughs) Which is now I'm like, wow, that's so amazing. At the time I was like, man, this is so like, they're being so mean, but I was like stoked. I'd not be in Latin and French for a year, but I brought my dad's camcorder and I had a, I made a video class for myself and I would make, they had like, uh, like play school, like toy stuff. And I would build like sets and film them (laughs) for a period. And then the other class, I brought my cat into school and wanted to train my cat and they let me and my parents. Oh my God. So I brought my cat into school. Yeah. And I like think about that now. I'm like, what? And also my parents being like, sure. You want to take your cat to school? Okay. And And they would have to take, I trained it how to sit. Oh my God. Awesome. That, that but, was definitely not a waste of a year by any no, means. <laughs> but now I think like my, I think my parents had to like bring the cat for the period and like come and get, you know, cause I don't think the cat, I don't remember, but I doubt the cat was at school with me all day. You know, I'm sure it just came in <laughs> and like, I'm sure the cat was freaked out, but it was like, that's what I did for a year. And yeah, trained how to sit, which I guess is. <laughs> That's so brilliant. I yeah. wish that was part of schooling here. That's amazing. I know. <laughs> <Cat> <laughs> yeah. Training. But it was like also so funny because it was so strict and like everything was like I wore, you know, you know, it was like such an intense girl school. Then I was just like half of that. I was like making videos with like toys and yeah. But yeah. But, but yeah, not, I feel like that also is like, oh, that's kind of like influenced me a ton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're making stuff now, do you, if you've got to design like uh, an album cover, would you go through like thousands of ideas or, or drafts or just keep yeah. trying? I do like, do yeah, I mean, I do so many of the same fit. Like I kind of same with like backdrops and that kind of thing. I, I do like so many more for myself probably than like anyone else is that I do like so many versions of things and then like be like, okay, like which one feels the most simple you know like I kind of like like have to do that for my brain to like work it out in my head to be like this is this concept this is this concept like and then kind of show a show a band and be like is this the right direction is this the right direction and then like kind of go from there and sometimes it's like you know like I I'll do and I feel like too you can't be like precious because it's not your record cover you know it's like it's expressing like what someone else sees their like artwork. So I feel like I've definitely done things where I'm like, this is so amazing. This is it. And then it's like, mm, <laughs> really? And I've been like, ah, but yeah, no, I definitely like, favorite. Is there one that stands out that you always think that is a real brilliant piece? Uh, like for that I've done. Yeah. Or like, um, actually like the, uh, so I did my brother's last, solo record which is called uh cows and our a cows and our hourglass pond yeah um and i did this horse painting for him for the cover of it um and also this like cow i drew all these mini cows and made a cow and makes a cow face um but that actually was one of my favorites the way it turned out in the end um and it definitely that was one time when i did there was a very intense painting. Like it was like, very like, 
painterly, like I'm painting this horse. It's going to be these colors. Like it has to have this rider that's dripping off of him. There has to be these tiny cows in the corner and the, and the pond that like drove me insane. I was like, why do these cows have to be here? And it was like, I did one, like took me forever. And I was like, this is it. And he just was like, that's not oh, it. No. And I was like, oh, no. oh my God, oh. this took me so long. <laughs> yeah. So I tried to do like more sketches and stuff. Cause I just was so sure that I knew I was just like, this is the look of it. And he was just like, no, it looks like stained glass. That's not what I wanted. And I was like, oh hey. no. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I really, I turned, I mean, he's, he definitely knew he like had a vision for it. And it, it's one of my favorite ones. Oh, um, cool. And then, yeah, I mean, some tongs is like, you know, the, the kind of like classic, what people always like reference kind of as being the, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, that is like thinking about making that and a lot of it, most of it's paper um, cut out paper. And I'm always like, Oh, it's so it's like cool that I did it that way. And it turned out like that way. Hey, I was wondering if we could ring right back round to that first email again from Tom because when oh, yeah. when we were unpicking it, we got stuck on gators, which was totally what I wanted to chat about. But also oh, the, the part about Iceland. Now, what is your link with Iceland? Because I've seen I've seen some incredible installations you've done out there, but um, you yeah. go quite often, don't you? Yeah, I usually go like at least. So I usually go during the winter time. This is the first time I haven't been in like six years this year. But oh. um, hopefully I'll be back next year. Um, but I so there's a school in Iceland. Um, I have kind of two connections, but there's a school in Iceland um, in East Iceland, um, and it's called Lunga School, and it's a, like a folk art school that's run by uh, Danes and. Icelandic woman and um long story short I did this I did a um a set design for this band in Denmark um yeah. who um the their manager uh is friends with the people that run the school and also runs a a residency in called Hema that's in the same town so he had said to me after I'd like worked for them for a while he was like oh you should meet uh, like the guys that run the school, like you would be so perfect. Cause it's like a, you know, it's a, it's not supposed to be like a strict art school. It's supposed to be more like kind of ethereal and, you know, like hands-on and stuff. And he was like, you should definitely do a workshop there. They would love you. And I, I Skyped with, you know, I did like a meeting with him on the phone and they were like, just think of a class you want to do and then let us know. And we can like try to fit it in. So it was like maybe five or six years ago or something. And I, I came up with this class. Um, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's like a long, uh, um, it's basically what I do, but in a form of like teaching people how to use noise, sound and other influences to create visual work. Cause when you, oh, most of the time right. you go to arts, art school, you look at books and you go to museums, some also sometimes movies, but you're, you're very, or like at least Parsons for me, was very like, you go to galleries, you go to museums, you read all the books we show you, and then you get inspired. But for me, I'm like, I've music has been such an inspiration for my entire career of like what I've made that I wanted to just sort of figure out how to like teach people how to use sound and how to use like starting from a really like obscure place and ending in a very different place with their own work. Um, so I became like, I have this class that basically they have to score a si- 10 minutes of a silent film as a group. Um, oh, cool. And the first, 
and they like do it and then they have to make basically like write in um a word down for every sound and i'm like they can't they can use instruments if they want but they have to just make a ton of noise from like vacuum cleaners anything they can like find um and then they score this piece they write down every word then they basically make like a score out of the words so they like take all the words they put them in a hat they like put the words down then from that they do a performance so the performance and then from the performance they like have a character in the performance and then the character becomes their own project and they can make a painting painting or installation or piece of music or anything and the performances they do from the score are so crazy and they're always so different and they're amazing and and then they like take this like personality they've like created for this performance and they make like an installation for themselves or they make a painting that the person would have made or they like and they end with a like, completely different piece that they started from like a silent film. And so oh, that's incredible. I started, yeah. And it's like really, it's super fun and people cry and it's like very intense, you know, and it's like, yeah. it's supposed to be like fun, but it's also supposed to be intense. It's supposed to be like, you have to like do this thing pretty fast. And that's the point. Like, it doesn't matter where you get to. We just have to get somewhere. Well, it's like an all encompassing thing, isn't it? It sounds like it completely like uses every art form really. And like yeah. acting as well as music and art and just everything together. So you must be completely, they must be so involved in it. Yeah. And it's definitely like, it's people are usually from like 18 to even like 35 or something, but you know, most people are like younger and get so overwhelmed, you know, and it's like really like sweet though. And like they want most it's, it's occasionally it's people from the U S mostly it's people from Europe and Iceland, but it's, you know, everyone really wants to be there and it's a very intensive program. And it's pretty much like I live with them for 10 days. So I live in the, in the house they live in. So it's, they have full access to me all the time. So it's like very personal and very, it's, it's such an amazing program. Everyone has breakfast and dinner together. And it's like, they're, they're like feeding off of you too. And that's kind of like the point where they can just like have access to an artist who's working right now. Um, But it's cool. So I, I started doing this every year and just become really close with everyone in the town. And they have a light festival. So I started doing the light festival there. And then also now do the light festival in Reykjavik. Um, and oh, yeah, wow. it's just become, become like part of my winter. So I usually go for six weeks every winter. Um, and it's dark and it's awesome and it's freezing. And it's like, yeah, it's the best. It's such a inspiring place to be. And the community there is like, just incredible and everyone's like working on their own thing and also like you know wants to hang and have these dance parties and do shows you know it's like this very kind of like weird town that's also just a fishing village um but yeah it's great I, I love it so much and I got actually did the festival this year remotely um and built this piece that they did for me in Reykjavik and it was so crazy and hard in some ways and didn't turn out how I thought it did but it turned out amazing you know like I had oh, these like, grand great. grand ideas and then realized from being so far away it definitely would not look like that <laughs> and it was I mean it was awesome like the people that helped me and pulled it off and it's it's a cool it's such a Iceland's amazing and I've done some studio visits at the academy in Reykjavik um just like visiting with master students and talking to them and yeah I, lo- like, I love Iceland it's it's the best yeah, I'd love um, to go there. Have you been, Seb? 
Yeah, I've been once. It was, it was for like 24 hours. Oh, wow. I was doing a gig with a Baroque orchestra and I went with Johnny Abraham. Yeah. Two of us went to play the Messiah. And, oh. But we just we kind of flew in, did a rehearsal, did the gig. But then we basically had to... We, I don't know why we'd booked such early flights, like seven in the morning. So we, we stayed up all night and we just had this really cool night. Uh, we, we all went to a gay bar, a whole orchestra, because it was like the only place open. It was just a really lovely vibe. Yeah. Um, I think I know and, what you're uh, talking about too. You might know. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was really nice. And uh, and then we just, yeah, didn't even use the hotel room that we'd, <laughs> we'd had with the books. Back on the plane. <laughs> Yeah, we just got went to the plane, fell asleep. Uh, but it was a lovely place there. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I guess I didn't really spend much time uh, away from the orchestra. But yeah, I loved it. It was it was like snow on the ground. It was December or January. It was like that kind of time. Mm. Dark, it's dark, but it's there's lights everywhere and it's just beautiful. I, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to go back and, and really, you know, uh, immerse into the culture a bit more and, and be there for a few days. Yeah. That'd be yeah. so nice. Well, I hope we shall get to see you in person when you guys come over to the UK next. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we'll you're yeah. both in London, right? Yep. Yeah. You're both in London. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm also, I'm there with John Kale all oh, the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, we yeah. didn't talk about John Kale, did we? didn't really yeah. want to. I mean, Damn it. I mean, if you yeah. want, you can ask me if you want. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because so you're well, the, yeah. yeah, go on, Seb. Sorry. Well, you, you've been working with him for a few years now? Six years. Uh, six years. Yeah. And so, what's that relationship? You, you're, you make the visual side of things, the sets and the videos. Yeah. So I started um, with him like six years ago. I did a video. Um, I did. Uh, I forget what video I did. I did um, the one with Amber from Dirty Projectors. Um, I totally space. I feel like I have this like COVID brain where I'm like haven't talked to people about anything, so I'm like, what's that called? <laughs> but I did this video with Amber, and I he's on Domino basically. So they um had been like, uh, can you do this video for him? I think it would fit. Um, and I was like, sure, of course. Um, and I did this one video for him and got along with him really well, and then uh. I did another video for him for for that he basically made for Lou and um is it called if you're still around and and he yeah, he I um saw that. he was like it was like very intense and like very personal and I, I yeah I did this I did that video for him and then it kind of just we got along really well and it stuck so I just started doing that he did a um a nine hour performance at the the opening of the Whitney. Um, I think it was like five years ago now. Um, so we did this outdoor performance and I got to project on the outside of the Whitney Museum in New York. Um, oh, wow. And it was like a nine hour where everyone was on a, his band. Everyone was on a different floor. And um, it was the first show I did with him. And it was like so crazy. <laughs> um, and I was, and we just, it was just like fun. And his band is amazing. And they're like, we're all like family. And it's a very small, like it's only me and um monitor in front of house and his manager tours with them is so it's like a really small small crew and yeah we just I do all the visual stuff for everything now like um yeah I watched uh, the uh, I think it's the latest one the video uh, lazy day that you yeah, yeah. that, that it's so great it's it's just perfect because it's so relaxed and like chill and then you've got all those kind of um desert 
vibes going on it's it's a great video and did Thank he give you. you a lot of creative control for that one or how much was coming from him about it yeah he he kind of gives me creative control with with most things which is super nice yeah um, he he will kind of say like you know it's it's a very like that was a very like slow quarantined not you know that kind of like vibe of just like everyone's in the same place of just like what are we doing we have a kind of inside joke about deer <laughs> so a lot of the um a lot of the imagery will have a has like that had deer in it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but it it worked very well and he yeah they wanted toys they, oh, the other thing he said he wanted toys in it so i, I ordered like and- <laughs> yeah, the soldiers and the little frogs and everything. So I ordered all these kind of old, because you want to have like a 50s, 60s, like old toy, metal toy vibe. So I just ordered like a ton of toys um, and like set them up in different places in my yard because it was like quarantine too. So you, like it was definitely those things of like, how am I going to make a music video? Oh, and then he, <laughs> so yeah. Um, but yeah, and then he sent me some footage of himself too. And so, have you you've got some live shows with him coming up? Um, we well, we just, like had some stuff this summer that's still kind of like probably not some like I don't yeah. think um, like in July. I think July and August we had some like I think in Germany there was a show and something. Um, I mean, I've talked to his manager. I think I think we will have some stuff. It's usually like happens <gasps> pretty fast fast with them um because it's we normally do one-offs so or like a few shows um and so it's 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 there are tours tours but it's rarely like two months or whatever it's usually like we'll go to europe for two weeks or something and do like seven shows or something like that so it's a little bit easier to book i think than most like tour tours um but yeah we do i mean we usually do the uk like three or four times a year. I feel like I've been to like, like, you know, we've done bar- Barbican twice and we're usually there like pretty often just because he has a, such a big fan base there. Yeah. Um, That's such Paris. a great place to play. I really love the Barbican. It's so, yeah, it's so and I love seeing I love sort of different gigs there. I bet that works so well with installation pieces and everything. Yeah. We had such a beautiful show there. Like just, I Delhi's panels like all along the outside of it and, yeah, it's everyone's so nice that works there too. And for being such a like, you know, more serious venue, you know, sometimes they like. I used to work like, at the backstage bar there. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, I did, but a long time back now. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I love that. I've been to a backstage bar. Have you, Where's that? Um, so it's where it's like the artist bar where you go around the back, it's up. It's quite high up. Oh, I've not, not been there. There's a lovely selection of muffins there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I recommend you try it out. Yeah. Okay. And they do have like really good, everything there is so nice when you're there. You know, you're like, yes, they have really good catering and really good. Like it's such a nice place to play. And yeah, it just sounds amazing. And I did yeah. Andrew there last year too. And it was so, it's just so fun to play there. Yeah. So I hope we do it again. Well, yeah. I hope you do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, like, we did, like, a really weird festival last time we were there. I can't remember. It was in the same grounds as um, ATP used to be, in, like, the mm. weird resort. Um, oh, uh, Minehead, is it? It was in Minehead. <gasps> but it was, Butlins. like... Yeah, it was in Butlins. It was yeah. such a weird festival. 
I don't That's such a weird remember. place. My God. Such a weird, and we were there in January last year, like the beginning, 2020, the beginning of 2020. And it was just like, this is the first show of the year. Just like in this weird Butlins room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I was I'm like, terribly sorry to hear. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was kind of like. <laughs> These places are amazing. Like, because that, they were, they were like where everyone would go on holiday. I, I guess you have similar places in, in America. Yeah. Maybe yeah. We kind of do kind like. Of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not as weird though. They're definitely very no. like. This, <laughs> They have this it's really like, distinct a, thing, you know? Yeah, yeah totally. There's a, there's a faded glory to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like all the like... And you sort of see on the, on the, on the corridors like signed uh, posters of all the all the uh, comedians and things. Yeah. And stuff for singers that... Not not like, not A-list ones. Rod Holonemu, you know. I'm thinking. Oh, I mean, that that would be That's pretty A-list. good, wouldn't it? That is pretty A-list. <laughs> Such a, I mean, I kind of like Rod, Rod Hull. Rod Hull is very much like the British Jim Henson. Oh, uh, okay. One character, really. An emu that just just attacks people's attacks uh, people, yeah. uh, crotches. Really? I'm going to look him up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He came to us. He was very good at yeah. He came to a bit of a sticky end, didn't he? He fell oh, off his yeah. roof, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's trying to fix his uh, aerial. Yeah. Oh, his no. It's, quite, it's actually quite sad. <laughs> it is, but, but it's um, such a British tale, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. how it's... No, He's one of those people we just, as British people, we just always always think about probably every few days. Like, really? <laughs> and then okay. you... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, what I'm nice. <laughs> <laughs> every day, you're like, hmm. Yeah. hmm. I haven't thought about Rod Hull for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just have a muse about him. <laughs> is uh, it like? Does he do like comedy sketches, or does he, he do did. like? Yeah, he he would he did it as a character. I think he did it as um, yeah, sort of light entertainment. He'd, he'd go on chat shows with him and and his emu. Yeah, and um, um, but he would like be like the straight man to, to <laughs> emu who was like who would wouldn't say like anything, the, but would just just like peck, peck at people. people and yeah, um, yeah. I saw a brilliant clip the other day of him in a <laughs> supermarket. And and he's just there, but in the frozen section by like a chest freezer, and Emu just looks around to see if anyone's around, and then grabs him by the throat and lifts him into the chest freezer, and it's so good. But it looks like it just looks like it's two different people. It doesn't. It's, it's yeah. obviously this one bloke doing it, but he was such a genius that like the the physical comedy of it uh, was was brilliant. Uh, okay, I'm gonna yeah. ch- check out that video. Yeah, I'm gonna it. check it out. Twitter, so. Move over, okay. Jim think, To be honest, I didn't think we'd end up talking about Rod Hull so much. No, no, it definitely wasn't on any of my mind maps. Well, thank you, Abby. Oh, that was so good, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a real lovely chat. I feel like we really got to know her in those couple of hours. And I hope Mm. I hope she comes good on her promise to to look us up when she comes to London. So Abby, look us up. (laughs) I'm looking for Yeah. We'll go to a proper bar. Tell us, you talk, talk about merch. You uh, you made a purchase this week. Yes, right? I did. I got one of her jumpers. I've ordered it. I'm hoping it's winging its way over to me. I like her shop is so good. I could have ordered loads and loads and loads of stuff from there. Uh, I've gone for a skeleton jumper actually in a yellow a yellow sweatshirt. 
Ah, uh, that'll, mm. that'll totally suit you. That sounds great. Yeah, I'm I, looking forward to it. That's good. Um, so she has got a great shop. Yes, to go to the it. Website in yeah. the description of the podcast. Yeah. Buy some stuff from her. Yeah, it's so good. And she's constantly refreshing it and putting new stuff on there. Honestly, it's amazing. It's uh, Yeah, it's pretty inspiring, her her kind of output, the yeah. creativity. It's crazy. Uh, I watched, you know what? I watched that um, Little Fang video today yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, the, one with, with the, the one with the Jim Henson puppet. Yes, that it's she so made. Good. Or yeah. she was the artistic creative director for that, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. It's a brilliant video that I'd never seen that before. Oh. It's very dark. Check it out. Should we put it in the uh, description? It's, it's as well? in the old description. You can it's find there. it there. It's right there already. I'm on this. Brilliant. On it this week. Guess Fair what else so is there? Thanks. Yes. Um, Rod Hull and Emu. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you find there. it? The one I've, in the old uh, the chest of, freezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put it so there. I thought good. everyone's going to want to see it, having heard about <laughs> that, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's a great one. That's a real masterclass in puppetry, that. Yeah, it is. Fantastic. You, you can stick your Jim Henson. <laughs> We've got a whole. Yeah. Well, sadly not Who anymore. Who needs Kermit the Frog and Gonzo? <laughs> yeah. Oh, love those oh. guys. <laughs> Me too. Oh, yeah, that was oh. so fun. So fun. And we're going back over to America in a few weeks' time for another guest, courtesy of Tom Carlson and Kelly yeah. Brown on this occasion. So, yeah. yeah, you know, keep looking. Keep looking to see who's coming up. If you're yeah. a fan of the transatlantic guest, we won't disappoint. No, we love it. We get all these amazing people through this uh, fantastic uh, stream of guests. We do. Off we do. of those guys. <laughs> Cheers. Hey, Any so more? Sam. Is that it? We've got some more. Possibly more. More American. Yeah, yeah, more, I think we have. More. Yeah, I think we have. Sorry, yeah. go on, go on. No, go I was going to say, you've had a very exciting week, haven't you? You've been back on the big live stage, haven't you? Yeah, I, I've this week I've done three gigs with <gasps> audiences. Get out! Oh my Three. god! I feel, yeah, really. So, I feel so absolutely lucky to have done it. Oh. Like, kind of early on in this, you know, time where things are opening up again. But yeah, I did the yeah. The, I, I mentioned this last week. I did the first concert at the Albert Hall of the year. Amazing! Um, How it was, was a it? Children's concert with Albert's band. Yeah, it was brilliant. Was it was so it? much fun. There was two concerts. Yeah, four hundred people in the first one, then eight hundred in the second one and wow. we were all in the main arena in the middle mm. um albert's band is brilliant band check them out um they yeah do, they do uh you know workshops uh, and things like that with the kids yeah, that's is right. that right and then yeah. performances the the size of the band can ve- really vary mm-hmm. depending on what that it can be three people in care homes and it couldn't be a full symphony orchestra wow um but it's so good. It's such talented people in it. And Kevin Hathaway is... Oh, I love him. Yeah. yeah. He, he's he brilliant. He runs it. And, uh, and yeah, he's such a brilliant animateur. Yeah. Kids love him. He's, he's great. Yeah. And so we did that. That yes. night also, I did a 40th birthday party with the old Dirty Brass. Oh, did you? Very nice. Now, that was good. That was in a beautiful kind of glamping place. Oh, cool. Down in Kent. It yeah. was so beautiful. Oh, hang on, it's on the one down right down by the sea, is it? It's in woods, but it's right on the... Is that right? Is it in the Medway? Um, It's near Canterbury. Oh, no, different place. Cool. Yeah, Yeah. that was great. And then on Friday, I did a gig with the Hoosiers. (gasps) Which is brilliant. And that was at the Clapham Grand, which is brilliant because it's sort of become this place that has 
obviously worked out a way of putting on these socially distanced gigs. Yeah. And they're just doing loads of them, basically yeah. every day, I think. And, well, there's one next week with Vinegar Strokes. Which we are going to, aren't we? Which we talked about yeah. with Vinegar. Old Dirty Brasses have got one the week after that. Oh, really? Brilliant. But also loads of people, like the, the Staves done, have yeah. got one or have done one. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think Bear's Den are doing Bear's one Den, there, yeah. possibly. Yeah. 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 They've got a full program of stuff. So how was it? Was it amazing? Yeah, it, it worked really well. I guess yeah. people were sat down right. in little bubbles, but you couldn't really tell. I couldn't. I was at the back of the stage, so you couldn't really tell with all the lighting and, and all that. But was it, there a great atmosphere in there, though? Did you, you didn't lose anything for the fact people sat down? And... No, not at all. It was cool. really, yeah, really good. Mm. And it was funny when I was playing, because I, you know, I remember saying last year about, oh, you know, you sort of lose your nerve doing not doing yeah. all these gigs and suddenly you, you play but what i found is isn't you don't at all i think no. we're sort of well, so well trained as freelancers yeah did you just click just back any, in exactly yeah. you just slot in and you just do it and then you have to go wait i haven't been doing this it, no. this is a weird thing to do but it felt so normal oh and that's the other brilliant. thing with with that gig is that i don't think i've played with the hoosiers for about 10 years right so but did you so, remember how no, it we worked? had the, we had some music oh good we didn't used to use yeah. music but we had music on ipads because yeah. ipads have been invented since then and <laughs> but but the same thing it was like oh you just play it and then you go well, i haven't played this for 10 years but yeah it didn't feel strange at all so it just felt it felt good and it was oh. a bit looser we could we could try a few things out we just right. made up a whole riff in one song it was great it was so much fun Oh, that sounds brilliant. Yeah. And our old mate Erwin, of course. Erwin Sparks, oh. yeah. He was, he was the, the front man, of course. Check yeah. out his episode that we yeah. did with him back in, that came out in about, about August, I think. Yeah. J- July, August, that sort of time. Last he's year. brilliant. Yeah. That's and, a great and Al, he's the drummer of the Hoosiers. Yes. Paul Friff was there doing some <gasps> oh, keyboards and stuff. And uh, Leighton as well on the bass. It's a lovely little team. Check out the Hoosiers if you haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen them for a while. Perfect. They're back, yeah. guys, and they're they're great. They're doing some they're good back. stuff. They're back. They mean business. Yeah, great. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 great. Bloody uh, music, gigs. Bloody, bloody music. It's great. Bloody isn't music. It? Bloody gigs. great. Yeah, love it's it. coming back, guys. It's coming back. Yeah, there'll be gigs soon. There'll be <laughs> way more of them. It's all good. Uh, Verity, you've yes. been away. Yes, I have. I have. I feel like I've had a right been? holiday week. I started in Devon. Yeah. Actually, which was amazing. Stayed at this farmhouse. Oh, it was very lovely in North Devon. I did have to drive down there really late night. Everyone else had got down there. I think I mentioned oh, yeah. this last week. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Ter- right. So it was terrifying because uh, was I suddenly realised I had no reception or means to get in touch with anyone. It was about one o'clock in the morning and I was steaming down uh, these country yeah. roads without a clue. What were you listening to? What were you listening to? I was listening to Jay-Z, Heart. actually. Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah, because they were playing all of Radio 1 big weekend headliners from the past, oh. like since 2012 or something. So I was blaring that out. I thought, this is going to be great. This is like a defence. Nobody's going to come and attack me with this coming no, on. of course not. Uh, so yeah, I uh, got thoroughly lost, but did eventually get there. Nobody was awake when I arrived. So I went in through the front door and I could have been breaking into anyone's house. It was luck rather than judgment that got me in there safely. And yeah, but it was wonderful. Went on a boat trip, mm-hmm. it was very lovely. And then came back for a few days, did a little bit of work, went away again this weekend to oh. the Ram at Furl. Furl is amazing. 
Oh, it's like if you could imagine a quintessential British village. It's so, it's just so beautiful. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like in the films. It's like the holiday or something, you know? Oh, yeah. If I know it, what you mean. anyone imagines a British village, it's English village, in fact, it's like that. And the place was lovely. Yeah. Had a dinner there. This was to celebrate my 40th birthday. Um, oh. Yeah, 16 months too late, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, but it was lovely. Dragging that out slightly. But, I really um, am. I really no. am <laughs> flogging it. Oh, that's <laughs> right. nice. So and you lucked out with the weather. It was amazing. As you can see now, luckily, listeners, you can't. I am weather beaten because so I've been up a big hill today. <laughs> I've got like wind tan. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but it was yeah. just so lovely. And uh, I feel very reinvigorated. Oh, good. It's just lovely. Oh, yeah. Isn't that nice? Bit, very nice. Nice bit of weather. Yeah. Nice change of location. Oh, it's so all good. good. It is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you back back to the show yeah. this week, is it? Yeah, last week oh, I actually. Must come and watch it. Oh, Seb, any, any come on down. Left? I think there were a few left. Yeah, yeah. so come on down. <laughs> come on down. Tuesday, come on, two shows Tuesday. Oh, well, Monday night, two Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I'm off. And that's it. Okay. I'm not doing the last few, so. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll make one of those. Yeah. Yeah, yeah do. Uh, and uh, listener, if you want to go and see a great play, it's lovely. Head yeah. on over to the Southwark Playhouse. Yep. To, to it's see the show. It's ending on Saturday called... night. It's called You Are Here. You and Are Here. And Wendy Peters is in it, and she is amazing. From the broom cupboard. Uh, not Andy Peters, no. Not my no. first my first crush, Andy Peters. Another great puppeteer. Wendy Peters from off of Coronation Street. Oh. Yeah. Yes. She is amazing. So so worth seeing, even just for her. Yeah. Hmm. There. Is there any any, uh, any singing in this? It's Dancing? all singing. It's Oh, is it? All is singing. It a play or a musical? It's a musical. Oh, it's like, oh, Lordy, no, it's music. Do you know what? It's an hour and a half long, no interval, straight through, so much music in it. They've basically smushed three hours worth of music into an hour and a half. And it's constant playing. My fingers, I've got the claw back. Like my hand is shaped like a claw. Yeah, it's great. I feel like I've really, (laughs) really got back into it. I can now reliably put my fingers down on the cello and know that I will play the right note, which was not the case about a month ago. No, no. <laughs> I, I'm great. back in Good shape. Back into it. Yeah, yeah back in shape. Wee. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how about Good. you? What's the week ahead hold for you? Well, week ahead, basically, I- I'm going to do. You know, I threatened a couple of weeks ago to do some carpentry. Well, I'm actually oh, yeah. going to do it. Going to do Are it. We sort of did some decorating. We're going to build some shelves. Amazing. That sort of stuff. Lovely. Going to go see a musical. Yeah, it's um, really good. What down the Southwark Playhouse. Yeah, I think so. Good. Well it's done. called We We Are There. No, it's not. It's called You Are Here. Please don't go to We Are There. <laughs> They're evil. That's on a, no, no, that's <laughs> at the other playhouse. Um, yeah. Yeah, great. Uh, so check out all the links down below. Mm. And if you've enjoyed the show, then that's really great. And <laughs> I would like to personally thank you. And the, <laughs> the best thing, really, if you want to do more than just listen to it and enjoy it, then you could... Just just um, share this episode. Oh, do. Say, oh, I like that. Even just liking it on Twitter or something. Yeah. That, that really helps. Yeah. Just tell your multitude of followers how good it is and make them listen. That would be lovely. Yeah. Also, if you see someone with, on their phone, just grab their phone, subscribe to this podcast. Do it. Do it. Gorilla. Yeah. Gorilla. Um, well, what is it? Gorilla. I wanted to, I was going to say guerrilla warfare. That's not what I mean at all. Uh, yeah, something like that. You yeah, know, guerrilla. you get the idea. 
Yeah, marketing. Subs- yeah, marketing, guerrilla marketing. That's it. There we are. Yeah, um, yeah or you know what? We mentioned it beforehand. There's shed loads of extra material in the Patreon and from loads of our other guests. Loads of fantastic stuff to catch up with. So why not join our Patreon? And hmm. we are mm-hmm. going to do more stuff with our Patreon very soon, i.e. maybe some live events. So I know the merchandise we talk of every week will happen. Yeah. (laughs) So it'll be more worthwhile. It's going to happen. Stuff's happening. So get involved on the Patreon and tell all your friends and share the show to everyone you know. That's that's basically the same. A lovely rhyme. That's what I just said. I like that rhyme. Share the the same thing said twice. Keep saying it. Thank you so much. And uh, have a great week, everyone. And we'll be back with more. Next week. And who have we got next week? Yeah. Oh, do you want me to say it out loud or should I just mime it? Mime it. (laughs) Did you get that? (laughs) Absolutely no idea. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Got it? Got it. Got it. Good. Yeah. Got it. It's a he. It's a he. It was in a garden. Yeah. In Greenwich. Oh, so many clues. That's too many clues, isn't it? Yeah, back off. Back off on the clues. They don't need any more. Just listen next week. It'll be great. Everyone, go to bed or or whatever you've got to do. (laughs) Get up. I don't know. Go to work. Just do something. Have a biscuit. Go on, something. Yeah. And uh, see you next week on Three in a Bar. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusive Apply. See site for details.